0: All right. Happy Friday. Happy FinTech Friday. So I'm here with uh, a new friend of mine, Brian Young, and uh, we're going to we're going to pick Brian's uh, brain here. First off, uh, Brian's the founder uh, of of Home Lending Pal, which is a a great tech platform, great mission. Um, I've been kind of admiring uh, all things uh, Brian Young and Home Lending Pal and have been excited about this conversation. And so, uh, first, thank you, Brian, for uh, for joining. Thanks for having me, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be awkward, <laughs> Brian and Brian here. <laughs> so, uh, first first things first, um, how long have, uh, well, first things, real first things first, I almost screwed up my own show. Uh, as uh, as you know, I like to start these episodes getting the perspective of, of my guest on the term fintech and what it means kind of to you and your world. So we'll start there and then uh, and then I'll
1: kind of dive in deeper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think for me, financial technology is really companies or entrepreneurs that are trying to take innovative approaches to solve problems in our everyday world for people of all demographics, you know, ages, demographics, et cetera, and trying to make the, the world a better place, honestly.
0: I love it. Yeah, that is, that is awesome. Make the world a better place. We could use that a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, as you know, and you and I have talked about this at, at a few conferences that uh, we've actually been at together recently. Um, I think we we share a little bit of uh, a similar mission. We're not you know entirely the same, but we we do share a similar mission. And and, and what really uh, drew me to your platform and your story is really so, the, the specific problems that you sought to solve and how you you're bringing technology and some innovative technology to the market to solve for that so let's let's start there maybe maybe before we go there let's just talk a little bit about who is brian young how did you get to to where you are now what were you doing before home lending pal and and uh and then what drove you to 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 start this this uh platform
1: yeah yeah so you know home lending pal is actually my my fifth company i've had four others prior that i've sold and are built and sold uh none of them are really within the the fintech space per se but uh my last company was a digital marketing agency that i have for about nine years i started that as a uh freshman in college and, and grew that fairly quickly um i have made some some good <laughs> some good decisions as an entrepreneur some bad ones so i built two different multi-million dollar companies but I've also uh, learned a lot in this process of building those companies. Um, so anyway, my, my last company, I guess, I was my claim to fame is that you know I was part of the uh, 2012 uh, Democratic National Convention. My company did the digital strategy there for the DNC and Barack Obama. Uh, we had done some stuff for Renee Elmer's on the Republican side, and uh, eventually we were acquired by a Republican radio network. And uh, after that happened, um, one of the uh, big marketing automation platforms, a couple of them, we were kind of doing an audit of kind of where we should go, and you know, a couple of them kind of made a suggestion that I should go work for them. Uh, I ended up going, working for Marketo for about two and a half years, and so they were acquired by Vista Equity Partners for uh, about two, or $1.4 billion, $1.47 billion. Um, after that, I moved down to Miami, Florida. We thought my mom was actually, she's a surviving cancer patient, uh, but we thought that, you know, she was kind of towards the end of her, her life expectancy. So, you know, it's like, you know, go to Silicon Valley or stay home. So, yeah. um, so I decided to you know, put the opportunities to go make a lot more money with Silicon Valley companies to the side and, and come be closer to, to my mother. So I moved her from North Carolina to Florida, and we were kind of expecting the or preparing for the unexpected, you know what I mean? And um, in that time, it, it didn't happen, thank God, but yeah. uh, I went and worked for a private equity firm uh, called ESW Capital, and I had a chance to really learn how to uh, better build a company uh, better than, you know, I was doing before. Um, and after that, I eventually came and started Home Lending Pal back in 2017, and that's kind of how we, we got here.
0: <laughs> so, I love it. And so you're you are truly a serial entrepreneur, <laughs> if there's ever ever the the term. And I mean, you just based on the way you described it, this. This has been your your career and your life has really been in this entrepreneurial space. Is that fair to say? That is
1: very fair to say. Even when I was corporate, you know, I was corporate for about seven years, but I would say I was more of an entrepreneur where yeah. even at Marketo, you know, my job was basically to come in, look at processes, and think about digital transformation, digital strategies that work. Um, even though I'm in the mor- mortgage space now, I'm not a mortgage guy. I am a digital yeah. transformation specialist where, you know, my job is to look at old broken processes and help companies understand how to drive value and the change that they create for either them or their users. So,
0: so I, I want to get into specifically what what your platform does. But before we do that, was there was there something that you saw, experienced, that 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 said there's a problem? I want to be part of the solution.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, back in the the 2008 subprime mortgage crisis, uh, I actually bought my mom's first dream home. Uh, it was way too big, way too much, and uh, I did it way wrong, actually. You know, she was a military veteran. I don't even think I used the VA loan for it. Uh, I used the AR, ARM loan, and um, and when it flipped, the interest rate kind of caught me unexpectedly. And, you know, with everything else going on with the company, I remember at that time, diesel fuel went up to about a little bit over 548 a gallon. And you can imagine if you have 22 trucks all with, you know, 150, 200-gallon uh, tanks, it'll up yeah. quickly. Um, but that was kind of the first mistake I made. And then, you know, you fast forward to after I've, you know, gone and had the Silicon Valley success and, and been a part of a couple of different acquisitions. Uh, and now, you know, I'm in Miami. I buy my own condo. And I met my co-founder, Steven, at what was supposed to be a bachelor party for one of my old employees. And um, our first conversation, we talked about kind of how broken the process was for people to just kick the tires. So if you think about it, a homeless the largest purchase you'll make, and this isn't a, a knock on anyone because, you know, lenders are our friends right now, but, yeah. you know, the the largest purchase that you'll make in your life, you are only able to talk to people that are incentivized to sell you a product. There is no one that is truly there to be a financial fiduciary or, or really help you understand, educate you about what your options are. And even uh, those that are, when you're not qualified, they kind of move you to the side and, and move on to the next person. Uh, and so when we originally started Home Lending Pal, it was really so to help that part to really help our truly understand you know what makes process for them from the financial health perspective
0: so you're you are it's fair to say with with uh home lending pal it's, it's really an up the funnel early journey experience for for consumers right
1: yeah i mean i think you know I, i'm familiar with finlocker i think we're a little bit we're, we're pretty much a, a finlocker but earlier in the process where uh, Finlocker really builds strong relationships and really supports the lenders that are looking to address the initiatives that, that we are. Uh, And and I think that's where we have a lot of synergies. I think the difference with us is that because I wasn't a mortgage guy, I didn't have those relationships to build partnership with lenders. So I focused on people that I didn't know, which was consumers and helping consumers get better access to data. And the, the entire idea was that, you know, if you could simulate, underwriting with different lenders or uh, even for yourself to understand, you know, what what is my likelihood for success? Uh, What is my expected time to close? So I'm no longer saying, hey, I want to be a homeowner in the next two years. I actually have a better estimate of how long it will take. Uh, What is the best loan product? And then can artificial intelligence um, find a lender that is willing to work with you just because, you know, we see that, you know, the way that consumers consume information these days is changing greatly. That's why Amazon is doing so well, because the American consumer doesn't shop the way they used to. So, you know, how can we take that experience and put it into the mortgage marketplace was really the idea there. And, you know, we're not trying to control the entire funnel, but we're, we're hoping that, you know, companies like Finlocker uh, and others will, will join what we're doing, join our mission and integrate into our system to make that a better experience for the consumer, which ultimately leads to greater value for lenders and others in the ecosystem.
0: Right. I love it. What I what I love uh, about what we're we're both kind of focused on when you get to the consumer itself, it's really about empowering uh, that consumer. Um, and 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 I don't want to say change the paradigm or change the dynamic because by and large, uh, and I came from uh, the lending side of the business, so I spent uh, almost three decades as a you know as a lender, um, and, and and I would say by and large you know, the vast, vast, vast majority is, I think you're starting to learn being out in the industry, are great companies with great uh, missions with great intentions. Um, but at the end of the day, when you get down to that individual kind of one-on-one connection between home buyer, consumer, and the representative of the lender shop, uh, there is a, uh, no different than on the real estate side, there's a motivation for that individual on the realtor or lender side that does not always align with with the motivation of the consumer. I think empowering consumers with more intelligence and tools earlier um, will give them the ability to make better decisions for themselves and their families, uh, frankly.
1: I hope so. I hope so. And I I hope that doing it early in the process, not only – I mean, we want more people to buy homes, but I hope that, you know, the process, the approach that we're taking of doing this earlier – uh, if nothing else, just encourages people to even explore the opportunity of homeownership. I, I I met so many people in my time, and personally, you kind of asked me what kind of inspired me to, beyond my personal uh, near foreclosure experience, uh, meeting others that they immediately discount the opportunity, like, oh, I will never be a homeowner. Yeah. Um, and I really wanted to give something that at least, if, maybe it is true, maybe it isn't, but at least you know now, you know, because you created a profile, at least you know now.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I think you probably see this um, in your in your uh, consumer profile. We we see it, and, and we talk to a lot of people. There, there are more consumers who are closer to being ready than I think they think. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, and there's a lot of self-selection out of the process, frankly.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm African American, but you know, there's three million African Americans that are qualified. There's four point eight million Latinos that. Uh, by the year twenty twenty three, I believe they will be qualified as well financially. Uh, and then, when you look at the changes that Fannie Mae has made recently with the uh, the rental history uh, twelve months of rental history also considered, there's about three point one million thin file millennials of all races you know not just African Americans, Latinos, but of all races that if they knew that and they could understand what that meant for them, they would actually be qualified to become a homeowner. Especially when you look at rent going up by on average by three uh, percent across the country, okay. you know it's it it, it it's hard to say that you can afford to pay a higher rent, but you can't afford a mortgage that's lower. So, yeah. So let's uh,
0: let's let's pivot a little bit, and and I think I think my audience would really be interested in in um, just really understanding you you, you had this idea, and how do you how do you take the idea from from ideation to execution? What it, what does that look like? You know, how long does it take? And I know every every business is different, but it's fascinating to me to, to see uh, ideas come into kind of reality.
1: Yeah, I, I will say it's a lot harder in the mortgage space. Uh, you guys <laughs> are definitely uh, seeing as believing type. But, um, you know, the first two years I funded the company completely by myself. I, I probably put in 300000 $400,000 just on my own to really build more user interfaces that were friendlier for the consumer, really kind of doing what I do best, which is looking at the conversion funnel. Um, but we also spent that time negotiating with credit bureau just to be able to show data directly to consumers, if you will. Um, And so we've only, even though we've been around since 2017, I would say that we've only had a a real product or MVP product in the market uh, since about last year, I would say around May or April uh, of last year, where we really started working with IBM to bring people in. And even in that process, you know, lenders, even though they liked the idea, they didn't just jump on board immediately. You know, we had to, First, give the information yeah. to the consumers, let them go take it to the lenders on their own, uh, and then we would prefer the consumer to the lender. And now we're getting to a point where we're trying to automate that entire process uh, for the consumer. So it, it's been a journey, and we've had to learn how to try to bring many different people into a room and tell them, hey, this is how you've always done it before. You know, everyone has always been competitive. Everyone has always done it their way. But collaboration is better for all of us, uh, and it helps a, a – industry that has historically failed at innovating do it a lot better in a way that is that is consumer oriented
0: yeah i love that and and at the end of the day when you peel back the onion on a mortgage right a the the actual product itself it's pretty it's the the mortgage and the process to get the mortgage is is slightly different but it's more or less the same you're trying to create the same output and so um you know the the i what's encouraging to me is is as an industry it it feels like we're seeing more open collaboration across uh technologies um you know even even uh lenders i think you and i met for the first time at the mortgage collaborative and and this is a great example of where uh collaboration you get to see it in real life where you've got hundreds of independent you know mortgage bankers and 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 owner operators come together and share best practices and ideas to help each other, uh, become better at their, at their trade. And so I think, I think we're, we're slowly kind of getting there as an industry. Um, you know, there's, it it feels like there's a couple, uh, uh, large brands that have become kind of the the competitor that all these others are chasing. And so I think uh, that sometimes helps when you have a, uh, you know, a couple monster consumer-facing brands, we, we all know who they are. I'm not going to mention them here. Um, and, and so then the, the rest of the industry kind of can rally around that and, and partner with folks like, like you and I and others to, to bring solutions to the market for all consumers. I,
1: I completely agree. And, I, I mean, I, I get there's business. And, you know, you look at how you typically build a company and you have your competitors. And, you know, for most people they would say Pinlocker is the closest thing we have to a competitor. But I think you and I, Brian, even when our our first kind of conversations, we both realized that, yeah, we are. But there's also bigger players, the names that we will not mention, that <laughs> they'll destroy both of us if they want to. You know, so it's yeah. good for us to figure out ways to, if nothing else, be cordial and, and, and knowledge share together and hopefully collaborate together at some point, then to try to do everything on our own, because eventually they're going to see something that we do that they really love. They're just going to go spend, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to do it themselves. And right. that kind of messes it up for both of us. So hopefully, like you said that you know when I, you you asked about the the idea of a fintech I, I believe that fintechs are not only innovative in the solutions that they're bringing, but they're innovative in how they bring those solutions to market that aren't your typical. We've always done it this way because to me, if you're always done it that way, that means you should probably do it another way at some point
0: yeah yeah I think uh, I don't think either you or I are uh, gonna have a, a Super Bowl ad anytime soon. <laughs> no time soon, <laughs> no time soon uh, you know but but we can figure
1: out ways that you know. We work together, and it benefits both companies, but more importantly, it benefits the consumers and the ecosystem as a whole. And, you know, when you have this type of collaboration, it gets to a point where those bigger players, I won't say they won't move into the space, but they'll, they'll be a lot more cautious because, you know, it's not me versus, it's not David versus Goliath anymore. It's David versus, or Goliath versus an army of Davids that are trying to, to yes. come that, you know,
0: so. So, you, so you've now kind of been, Playing around in this mortgage industry for a few years, and and I know the COVID kind of was a weird thing for you, right? Kind of couldn't get out and, and, and meet and greet, but but you've kind of hit the hit the circuit, as they say here, pretty heavily this fall. What's uh, what do you think about our our, uh, our industry and our, and our conference events and just kind of you know the uh, the energy that, that that these things bring?
1: COVID was a COVID was a good and bad thing for us, you know. On one side, COVID showed that even something like mortgages wasn't untouchable. You know, you look yeah. at what Carvana's done for the the, car, the automotive industry or Loop or, or even Lemonade uh, within the insurance industry. You know, it showed that the mortgage space needs something like that or at least needs to start thinking about, you know, if I can't be in person, what do I do? Uh, so I think that part is really good for us. The bad part is that the, the mortgage industry is still very much old school. You know, it's about seeing yeah. each other in person, um, you know, touching you uh, seeing you in person basically and uh, six I, feet apart yeah right <laughs> you know six feet apart of course and you know I spent the last two months basically trying to cram you know four years worth of building into two months worth of building relationships and I have a lot more of that to do you know but I think that you know having individuals like yourself and more importantly the mortgage collaborative that um, have gone around you know made intros was really cool. Um, I think one concern or one area that I have is that, you know, there's a lot of there's not really a lot of millennials or even, you know, marginalized groups uh, represented at these at these conferences. So, you know, when we talk about the opportunities, I think, you know, even diversity itself isn't a topic that is just geared towards African-American people or Latinos. It's really, you know, if your organization is not thinking about diversity as a whole for everyone, you know, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot right now because we have a younger millennial demographic that is a larger portion of the buyer's market. They're actually the largest buyer for mortgages right now. Yeah, And this demographic, well, I'm part of the demographic. You know, we're weird. We'll text you before we call. Uh, we don't really want to see you in person. Uh, you know, there's so many different dynamics that, you know, we have to update our our flow to, to, to fit those individuals. And I talk about the um, marketing or just the, the way that you connect to individuals has to be on a cultural level. Uh, and when yeah. I say cultural, I mean like the social, the psychological, uh, of course, cultural itself, then also personal and economic factors that weigh into how these individuals make these decisions. Uh, and so it was good to see kind of how the lenders thought about it, but it was also good to kind of share some insight that we've had from, you know, how we think the younger demographic is looking at it as well.
0: Yeah, and, and, and as an industry, we we still have a long way to go um, in terms of uh, the actual results of the lending. We still you know the the last uh, significant kind of re- call out or report out still shows that that minorities are are declined at a at a much higher rate than non-minorities. That's that that is that has to improve. I think platforms like yours are gonna are gonna help that. Um, but we also have to be much better and more intentional about uh, who we bring into the industry. And and um, you know a fifty year old white male like myself is. You know, not representative necessarily of today's home buyers. So we, we have to, you know, as an industry, we need to we need to look like the customers uh, we're we're trying to serve. And I think, um, you know, I think there's a lot of good initiatives and a good momentum. Unfortunately, and, and I, I talked with, with somebody the other day. There's too much talk, uh, and and I, I think 2022 needs to be the year of action. Uh, we've we've done enough talking on the topic. Let's start putting it. Into action, and I think that's what that's what I'm really excited about to see coming out of 21, coming out of COVID, how how companies in our industry start to put the talk into strategic actions. Yeah,
1: I I, I definitely agree, and I mean I think uh, you know even I think when we first when I first talked to you and I was like oh I don't know if we should do that because you guys are technically a competitor, but I, I think this is a bigger thing than than just you and I, Brian. I think this yeah. is a bigger when we look at the world and people, there's so much hostility. You know, we need a little love in today's world. Right. And I think that, like you said, you being a, a 50-year-old white male that is very experienced in the, in the mortgage industry and me being a 35-year-old African-American male that is experienced in the digital space but not necessarily the mortgage industry, you know, we have to find ways that, you know, you're not evil, <laughs> I'm not evil, we're, I'm not completely <laughs> good, you're not completely good, we're human. But at right. the same time, if we put humanity first, there's ways that we can work together and learn from each other to create a better solution for everyone, not just, you know, one demographic or another demographic, but for everyone. Uh, and that was really when I, you know, decided to take this meeting or this interview. It was really for that, to show that, you know, we can work together to find a solution.
0: I love it. I love it, man. There's, I don't think we can close with anything better than that. That was uh, – you, you kind of nailed it right there. And um, I think I, I told you the first time I met you, I just – I there's – I love the mission. I love your energy. I love just how you're kind of going about growing this thing. And so um, I'm super grateful that you you took the time to, to join me on on FinTech Friday. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, a extended professional friendship and uh, really excited to see the great things you're going to do with, with uh, Home Lending Pal. Likewise, Brian. Thank you. And I uh, look forward to seeing you again here in person, Houston. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. And uh, I think we're going to be – this show might be one of the last of the year. Uh, So what a a great way to, to end the year with my friend, my new friend, Brian Young. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. All right.